Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to connect Black, Brown, and Indigenous women who are interested in sustainability. Our goal is to inspire, encourage, and educate each other. From gardening, to thrifting, to minimalism, to veganism, and everywhere in between. We are all on a journey to taking care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. Sustainability is not just about what we can do for the planet. It's also about what we can do for the humans living on it. Many brands claim to care about social justice issues, but few actually incorporate it into their mission. What we love about today's guest is that not only is she creating a sustainable fashion brand, but she's also using her platform to advocate for prison reform. Today's featured sustainable brown girl is Kimberly McGlon, founder of Grant Boulevard. Kimberly is a defender of civil and human rights, which is supported by Grant Boulevard's mission to make clothes that are stylish while centering on an approach to design within the fight for justice and reform. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kimberly. You are so welcome. I'm so happy to be in conversation with you. Yes. So I always like to start with finding out how your sustainable journey began. Um, I, it began really as a, as a means to an end, right? Like for me, it was how do I leverage what I, what I am coming to understand might have been, uh, Oprah uses a language calling, and I think that it, it kind of works in listening to how she's defined it, but this calling to figure out how to shift conversation around pathways for folks who are formerly incarcerated, particularly in terms of thinking about the ways in which they face you know, some serious barriers to, to figuring out how to find their way back into a healthier, ideally, health, and not often, healthier landscape. And, and so much of that is built on access to employment and, and teams of people who can acknowledge their conviction so that there isn't a climate of shame, but also see that, you know, all of us are more than the worst thing that we did. Yeah. And so sustainable a design, right, was, was an was a approach to how to do that, like how to create those jobs I was thinking about storytelling. I was an English major in undergrad, thinking about um, textiles and, and color. And like, those are the things that have always excited me so much, the intersection of, of, of story and, and, and color. And I thought that maybe fashion could be a lane for me. You know, I've been a teacher for so long. I knew that teaching wasn't going to be that lane. And as I started kind of thinking about you know, the fashion industry and really actually examining it just through self-study. It was like super obvious from very early on that if I wanted to get involved, it, it couldn't be in a way that that replicated what I saw as being the source of so much harm. And so the, the language, this framework of, of a thinking about sustainability was what was the only way for me. Wow. So trying to help people coming out of prison is what led you to starting to think about sustainable fashion? Yep. Wow. Yep. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly, it's, I, I, I think of it as wonderfully peculiar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what made you um, be interested in prison reform or, you know, helping people coming out of prison? That's another great question. Um, there, you know, I, it was something that was always, it, you know, it was always in my, it was always in my purview of like, okay, this is America, right? Mm -hmm. And then I, and then in 2016, 
I was able to see it with a different kind of clarity because of what Ava DuVernay put together in the documentary 13th. Yeah. So that documentary, it laid bare for me, all of these chains that really helped for me to see the narrative arc of America from a wider lens. And then to see, you know, the levels with which it's not just that black people have been enslaved. It's like the ways in which all of these institutions have, have, have protected themselves through all of this over and subtle su support of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And the, the system of incarceration is just another way which it particularly hurts my, hurts my soul because what I recognize is, and this is, I mean, I'm from the North side of Milwaukee. So this isn't just from Ava DuVernay's 13th. I'm from a city which has, you know, one of the most persistent struggles with with residential segregation, the most persistent struggles with high population densities of folks who were formerly incarcerated and living in close proximity to one another, just perennially locked out collectively. But but I think that for me, um, it was just like, okay, how do I show up for black folk? Like as a black woman, how do I figure out how to, you know, how to just leverage my time and talents in a, in a more intentional way. And, and I had nothing to do with like an audience of people. When I said I wanted to move into sustainable fashion, people were like, yeah, the same question. Like, why do you care about incarceration so much? Like you are not an incarcerated person. Your parents didn't experience incarceration. And, and, it, and it, really, it really paused and made me think about, you know, that's one way of looking at my story, but it's like, no, I've had cousins and, and dear, dear friends who've been incarcerated. And even beyond that, I come from a community of people who oftentimes just living is an act of criminality. Like all the things that are just living becomes criminalized. And I broke in the law. Like I didn't go, I wasn't arrested. I wasn't charged. I wasn't convicted. I didn't go serve jail time, but I broke in the law. I'm, I've transgressed as so many of us have. So I think just having a real humble sense of self-awareness is one thing that made me think differently about, about mass incarceration and reform and that lens. But it, it shows up like throughout my life, you know, like yeah. I've been a teacher for a long time, teaching courses about marginalization in the American story. And so so that that kind of like lens for thinking about just reality has always been a part of my reality. And so, you know, but when I said I wanted to do sustainable fashion, people were like, why do you care about reform so much in that way? And why do you care about sustainability so much in that way? And what 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 qualifies you to to think about design and and that was a significant and i and i haven't talked about this actually that much yeah. that, that that's been a significant that was in the beginning at least and i maybe it's growing into less now a barrier to just realizing my own potential and forgetting people to believe in this wonderfully peculiar idea i had that maybe we could build something that was excellent across the board and just 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 really hella purposeful and intentional and strategic in, in thinking about design. Yeah, wow, I love that. So now let's talk about Grant Boulevard and what you've built with your brand and you know where where you want it to go. Yeah, I, I love that word built, that past tense you use, because I think I'm very much so building as the present. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but um, no, we, we are building, I hope to believe, a movement in thought leadership around, I mean, on the, on the surface level, it's like, okay, let's really be more transparent about how we're thinking about sourcing, right? Like, I think that that's, that's where I think the current conversation of sustainability sits. And, I, and that frustrates me too, because you know what it does is it allows for companies to, to center their 
their accountability in terms of like what consumers are aware of in like these really you know veiled conversations about just environment which doesn't at all get to people right it doesn't it doesn't at all acknowledge the ways in which so much of how our clothing is produced is still a product of a system of manufacturing which is rooted in exploiting people yeah so what i'd like to imagine that we're building is not just the thought leadership but ultimately a brand that is so clear about how it's approaching all of these pressing core level values that people chop us first. Like they don't even think to look to other brands because they've decided that is that just thinking about sustainability is actually just not enough. Ethics has a, another value. And I hope that what we're building is a brand that beyond those values is so aesthetically valuable that there's just the design alone is enough to tell people and make people recognize that as a black women led design team, that we that we're cooking with some sauce. Yes, love it. So <laughs> on your website, you have um, a few like reclaimed or uh, screen printed t-shirts and you also have some original designs too. Can you tell us more about the things that you sell? Yeah, I think of all of it as original design. I okay. think that I think that when we think about how we approach screen printing, you know, when we're sourcing reclaimed goods, reclaimed garments specifically, we're trying to figure out like what has it, what has what's an excellent condition, how are these fabrics feeling, how do these fabrics move, how do we use the garments that we find to tell a cohesive new story that communicates through 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 the written through written language what it is that we care about. And those and those garments are one of one. So there's a lot of thought that goes into like what is the color, what's the color combinations that we're creating, how do they kind of fit together. So um, and that that's there's some intentionality there. And so and in that way, you know, thinking about how we approach our remixes, which is our, our line that we call GV zero, which is, you know, zero waste, that too is a really it's a it's a very time intensive thought intensive um, approach to how do we give something that has been deemed maybe undesirable and maybe at the end of its life cycle new value that is only uniquely communicated through our lens as black women designers mm -hmm. and so that is also another part of of just like of a challenge you know most designers go to school and they learn how to build from fabrics that they've chosen and prints that they've designed and, and when you're not working with that when you're actually working within someone else's lines, which is ultimately, I mean, I never thought about it before, but it's kind of an interesting me metaphor for America. Like we're, we as people who are thinking about change agency are playing with the, within the confines of a design that we didn't create. And we're trying to figure out how do we reimagine it and give it new life. And, and that is what we're using our, our brand to do, but in through the lens of, of, of garment construction and fashion design. So that's a part of what we do. The other thing that we do is we do sometimes choose to play with or you know sustainably sourced fabrics, which is a range, it's a spectrum, right? Which is like, you know, we talk about how do we understand sustainability in, in fashion and what that spectrum includes. And for us, it includes playing with in this last collection for the first time, some organic cotton twills, playing for the first time with some tinsel, playing for the first time with some dead stock, which just sits along that range of what does sustainable design look like. And, and that's an adventure for us. It's a playground for us. And, and the aspiration is always to make decisions that we can defend. Yes, wow. So how do you source your materials? It's about being really intentional about like that idea of storytelling. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, figuring out up until now, it's been like partnering with the Salvation Army, partnering with local consignment shops that support sometimes the Women's Center in Montgomery County, which is close to where we are in Philadelphia. And then 
you know, staying within a pretty narrow radius of our storefront, again, thinking about carbon footprinting and really trying to source things as locally as possible. That's a, that's a big part of what we, what we aspire to do. Um, and then looking forward, you know, you talked about where the brand's going, partnering mm -hmm. with other companies to figure out how we can do it in an ever more kind of innovative, fresh ways. So I don't know what the universe has to store for us, but I think there's some really, some really fly stuff on the horizon. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was actually looking at a particular design that you had, and I saw that it was dyed with like natural, I forget what it was exactly. Purple onion skin. Yeah. Wow. How was that? We had a, you know, like our team is, um, you know, size is, is all a relative thing. Small, mighty, very South Philly. That's where we are. Studios in South Philly, our storefronts in West Philly. And, you know, each, I think of it as like Marvel. Like every person has their own superpower. Mm -hmm. And one of the members of our team, her superpower is dying. Like that's what, that's like, that's just what she does very well. And so she was, you know, saying, and the other thing we do is like a team is thinking about like, how do we nurture each other's talents? You know, like that's just, I, you know, I function as the brand director and the CEO, director of sustainability and impact, you know, we're super small. So we're doing all those things. Yeah. Our director of design and production, her philosophy has always been, you know, we work better as a team when we all feel like the soil that we're in is being watered and that we're able to kind of showcase and develop the things that we're passionate about. And so, you know, when someone from the team was like, I really want to play and dies, Veda was like, hey, to bring it, bring it. What, do you, yeah. what does that look like for you in, in this collection, in this season, in this, this pandemic? And it was like, okay, we have this lyocell. What if we played with some hand dipping dyeing techniques that might create a veining that would look really, really nice with what might be appear to be a a, a variety of a flesh tone, right? And recognizing mm -hmm. that there isn't one flesh tone. Mm -hmm. So that was the experiment. And we we just empowered her to have fun. And I, and I think that that's another thing that makes our approach to design interesting is that there's, a, I hope, and, and I think that my team would say that there's a lot of, of buy-in because there's a lot of room for self-expression and for play. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the the dresses that were dyed with the onions are just gorgeous. I love them. <laughs> and they feel like a second skin. They feel like, I mean, they, there's an amazing quality that is that's it's the sweet spot of weighted and light that feels like, I don't, if, I don't know. If, if there's a, and there's a sensuality to the fabric once it's been manipulated with that purple onion skin. Mm. That is that is and that's an experience. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Do you have any other um, designs coming up out uh, soon? Always, always, always. You know, one thing I, I didn't know about fashion because I didn't, I don't come from a family of designers and I, and I'm not, I wasn't trained in, in a, an undergraduate program or a graduate program in textile design or garment manufacturing or, you know, all of those, all those technical terms. One thing I've learned is just how and, and we actually as a small company that cares about slow fashion, I think we're kind of protected from it. And as black women who are just really in a, in a moment of just like, we do what we want to do when we want to do it. Yeah. It doesn't feel quite so, it doesn't feel quite so vicious, but there still is an inherent industry pressure to keep figuring out, you know, and this is, I think the struggle for creatives in general, like, what are you going to produce next? And how is it going to kind of ultimately either, we'll do two things, like both connect to what you've done before and show a new elevation of what you've done before. Mm. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So yeah, we're working through some, our new collection for the summer 
still going to be warm weather. You know, we do a cool, a cool weather collection. We do a warm weather collection, encouraging people to shop what feels good and not what is what transcends anything other than climate. And, and what we're playing with this warm weather is a it's actually it's a it's a it's a series. So it has three elements. There's three. It will go through three movements. And I hope that when everyone sees it evolving, it feels like a symphony. And I think that each movement in this symphony speaks to something that is very, very much so heavy on my heart in terms of what I'm observing in the world, in America, in the fashion industry specifically. And I feel like I hope it communicates our, our ever evolving sense of, of liberation and celebration for the triumphs that we have transcended, that we're still working through transcending. Yes. Like well, the struggles that we're trying to transcend specifically. Yes, exactly. So um, I guess that brings me to my next question. What is your ultimate goal with um, Grant Boulevard as far as it come, you know, as far as like social issues go? I, I was just looking at a quote by um, Mae Jemison, the astronaut, and she was saying, you know, you can't let your imagination be limited by other people's imagination. Yeah. And I think that that's a that that's something I, I'm always kind of figuring out, you know, in, in terms of setting our, our eye on what we do as a brand. I mean, I think that one thing that's for sure is that the biggest thing I'd like to do with a brand is I'd like to continue to grow a cohesive community of people who are thinking about these intersections of impacts, sustainable in terms of planet impact and, and people impact. But I, I also hope that we can be really intentional about bringing ever more, you know, um, BIPOC people into a sense of, of access and excitement around sustainable design. Like I want them to see us as a brand that where they feel like they, they are, that they're centered, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something I'm really super excited about. Um, I, I'm really excited about, you know, always, like we always have these strategic goals about growing our sales and about growing our visibility and growing our number of followers. There's all of those right. metrics of like sustain a sustainable business. Yeah. But ultimately, I really hope that we can not just be a beacon of light in Philadelphia, but be a beacon of light in cities all across the country where there are high populations of folks who are formerly incarcerated and, a, and, a, and an ever growing need for leadership in the from the business sector who are thinking about a values driven approach to to the way forward. Yes. I love that. And I think that your, the products that you offer are very like inspiring because they have a certain look to them where that you can't really find, you know, like in other, uh, you know, fashion companies. So it definitely has a unique feel. And then also knowing that you have these social issues that you're trying to, you know, not fix, but, you know, just, have a just just be mindful of, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just think that what you're doing is amazing. So how can we help Grant Boulevard grow? I think that, you know, it goes back to those ideas, like, you know, as we think about this way forward and companies that are that are being really mindful about making sure that the team is paid, not just yeah. a, not just like, you know, like everyone on our team is paid, a living wage, right? Like that. And, right. and even still, when I think about what our average hourly rate is, I, I aspire to double it. Like I want, our, I, I want working for Grand Boulevard to be so delicious that not only do we attract the top talent from, from folks who are formerly incarcerated, but from all people. Yeah. Um, so I think the help that we can, that we need from the community of, of people who are listening to and have been with you on your journey to build an incredible platform is to 
to follow us and to celebrate us through like their stories, which requires social capital, but not necessarily always financial capital. And I think that I would really like for them to, you know, when they're thinking about when y'all, when y'all are thinking about buying a new garment that you, you center us at the top of that list of where you're going to go and that you give us like a first right of refusal, you know, like recognizing that you know, as a small, slow company, we and that makes a lot of one-of-one -one garments, things sell out quickly. And so we would we really appreciate and and have a deep respect for your patience with us as we as we figure out how to, you know, we're just growing. We're growing really quickly. And so I just we'd love for to have you join us on this journey. Follow us, share our story and your stories, shop with us. If you're in Philly, specifically if you're in West Philly, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, slide through, say hello. We'd love to meet you. Um, and yeah, those are great ways of like, just like kind of amplifying our story. If you're a writer, write about us. If you're a, if you're a graphic artist, you know, draw a design and post that. There's yeah. so many ways of, of leveraging your natural time and talents, like which is what you're doing right now exactly. in the service of feeding, fertilizing, giving light and water to beautiful new organic things. Yes, absolutely. So you have, of course, your online store, but you also have a brick and mortar store too. We do. We just, we launched our brick and mortar. Actually, we were, we, we like kind of secured this space last February and wow, we were planning on open. Thank you. We were planning on opening in March and, and that was, you know, the world changed. Right. And so we, we, we were really nimble and, and we just decided like, what's going to be our pivot? We had met all of our production goals, even in, in March and in April. It was like, do we launch a collection? This seems so wild for right now to even be talking about fashion. And then we were like, no, you know, like the way forward has to be laid right now. Like we can't, we can't put off, you know, presenting our story of what the way forward could look like. So we launched the collection. We shot it in our, in our storefront before it was populated with any fixtures or anything else. And then in July of last year, we opened the brick and mortar for the first time. And now we're getting ready for another, another big step for us. We're moving from our first studio space into one that's twice the size of the space that we currently work in. Wow. And, it, and it will actually be functioning as a second retail location um, in a different part of the city. So it, this is, this is, we're on it. We're, this is a, it's beautiful. I'm so, yes. I'm, a lot of work, a lot of work, but I think that there's a, a growing tide of folks like us, you know, mm -hmm. everyone who's listening, you and I, who are really, who are not ready to quit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So true. Congrats on your second location. That's amazing. It is incredibly amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, one last question um, I want to ask is for people who are looking to transition their wardrobe to be more sustainable, do you have any tips on how they can do that? So many tips. Um, one tip is to, you know, do swaps with the, I mean, this is like really thinking about both what's budget friendly and what's like, and what's, you know, closet curation thoughtful. Mm -hmm. There's so many people, first in our families, for those, and, and families like the family that you were born into and the family of your own construction. So I want everybody to know when I say the word family, I'm thinking really liberally about that term and in whatever whatever language fits your narrative, right? My story of my family is is is, is non-traditional and, and I don't I don't have and I have a lot of excitement about that, right? So I think one way that we can we can create these sustainable closets is by you know, going into the spaces of our aunties and our mothers and our grandmothers and, you know, seeing like, what aren't you wearing anymore, Graham? What are you not wearing anymore, auntie, sister, cousin, brother? 
you know, how can we be playful, you know, and, and at the same time offering that up to them, like, you know, like, well, I have some stuff that I'm not really feeling anymore. Let's do a swap, right? So that could be a really in, immediate kind of intimate swap. And that swap can extend to your outside circles as well, like your friend groups, your homegirls, your homeboys, thinking even broadly about gender, right? So I also want to say like, this is not a gendered fashion is not is only gendered to the extent that it works for our bodies and our moods and our seasons of life. So your homeboy, homegirl might have something that will be super fresh on you that you're sleeping on because, mm -hmm. you know, you're married to these outdated notions. So we're going to, okay. you know, let's level up. It's 2021. We're leveling up. Okay. Yes. Um, I think that's one thing to think about. I think another thing to think about is, you know, you know, thinking about the, the consignment lane, the goodwill, the salvation army, there are pieces there for sure that I need a second life. And so that's another another way of thinking about how to curate a closet. And then I think the third thing is being ever more intentional about trying to plan ahead. You know, like all of us are sometimes caught up in needing to make shopping choices out of convenience. And I think that for me, my per my personal ambition for 2021 is to try to do a better job I'm working with my daughter. How do we just plan what we need a little bit more ahead so we're not so reliant on you know, big companies that we know have a lot of problematic practices. Yeah. And if we can, if we can plan ahead, then we can be ever more intentional about shopping with brands like Grand Boulevard. Yes. Awesome. Those are great <laughs> tips. <laughs> you are, I think they're good tips too. Yeah. All right, Kimberly. Well, it's almost time to wrap this up. So let everyone know where they can find Grant Boulevard online. That is a, a great thing, and I'm happy to do that. You can follow us on Instagram at Grant Boulevard, G-R-A-N-T-B-L-B-D. You can find us on our website, which is the same name, www.grantboulevard.com. If you're in Philly, you can find us on 36 in Lancaster in a really fresh, reimagined car garage. Um, and let me think, is there any other place that you can find us? No, but you can get updates either by following us or subscribing to our newsletter. So I encourage you to do that. We do throw a discount out there if you join Team Book Red Boulevard. So I also encourage you to do that, but you don't even need to worry about that discount because I'm going to give you all a special discount code. So I will send along, um, sustainable brown girl will be your discount code. Does that work for you? That works. Awesome. Okay, perfect. So you will, I will add that discount code and up and through, let's say maybe April the 1st, which gives you guys a few weeks to, to do some shopping around some playing. I will make sure that if you shop and use discount code sustainable brown girl, you will get 15% off. Yeah, do it. Go buy you some Grant Boulevard. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kimberly. You are doing amazing work and I can't wait to see where your brand goes. Let's go. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to this Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share it if you loved it and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at Sustainable Brown Girl and check out our Facebook community. We would love to have you there. Until next time, let's continue to make healthy choices for the health of our planet and the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.